from listeners to uh, the heavily biased guitar reviews. This is the VCGS uh, podcast. And uh, our uh, my name is Alec uh, Pearson, and my co-host uh, tonight is Joel Thompson. And uh, we're interviewing uh, Anna Truck. I'll let her say her prop- her name again in a second here. And you can find details about uh, Anna on her website, uh, A-N-N-A. P I E T R Z A K at dot uh, com. Um, and uh, Anna will be participating in our event uh, November 6th. Uh, she'll be leading the Vancouver Guitar Orchestra. So we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I just would like also to thank uh, our sponsors, uh, Lockheed Engineering and RTU Power and Controls. Um, and if you are interested in sponsoring the Guitar Society, you can go to vancouverguitar.org and look under the Get Involved uh, uh, heading and find become a sponsor there. And also, that's where you can find all of our upcoming uh, events and news. So, Anna, uh, welcome. And I guess we could start uh, maybe a little bit with your backstory. Because um, you're fairly new to Vancouver. I mean, not that new, considering how many people move in and out of the city. But maybe you could tell us how long you've been in Vancouver and where you're moving to Vancouver from. So, hello, everyone. Hello, Alec. Hello, Joel. Uh, so, I came two years ago. And, yeah, I came from Poland. The short one. <laughs> Very good. Why, why did you come to Vancouver, though? because i merged the guy who wants to move here and this is the problem so i follow my husband and we moved to vancouver to find beautiful city with a great nature and a little bit problem with a classical guitar or with the work with finding the work for me for instance so it was quite difficult period for me this two almost two years especially during the COVID. also it wasn't easier yeah, that's a, a challenging, like, I mean, it's always challenging to move, especially over such a big distance, but then right afterwards to uh, be hit with COVID just as you're establishing yourself. Um, actually, especially when all your concerts are canceled, <laughs> you don't have a permanent job or any job, and you are really in new city and try to meet person and to make connection. So it's not easy. That's right. But and actually, I hope it's better now. Yeah, and recently you started um, teaching at the British uh, Columbia Conservatory of Music as well, correct? Yes, I took the class after David Sosa, a great guitarist. And yes, I'm teaching from, I think I start on February. So I have a pleasure to work there with the, with the nice teenagers and not only teenagers because they are also the people with a different age so with the youngest we have six years old and the older for instance it was 74 alec what do you think mr joseph uh, is still your student oh, yeah. oh I, I i didn't know i had uh, such an old student <laughs> uh, you guys have some of those too eh yeah i get i yeah. get the old 70 something they're always kind of the most fun too i find <laughs> oh yeah sure I, i've had a few uh i really in, enjoy it's it's funny you mentioned you took over the teaching position from david because david is also participating in the november 6th gala so we'll probably do a talk with him as well 
Um, I kind of want to come back to your experience in Canada, but I kind of wanted to keep things in order a little bit. And maybe I could ask you uh, a little bit about what you're planning for the sixth and uh, what the orchestra will be playing then. Okay, so we will have a pleasure to perform first time in front of the audience. So we are very excited. So Vancouver Guitar Orchestra was really built, created from the idea of bringing people together to present the guitar classical music and not only classical guitar music only, but different style music to the audience. And this was the idea. And we are very happy that eight of us, which still play together during this time we'll perform for you music which will be different it will be a little bit i don't want to speak about all the composition because i want to make something as a as a surprise because there will be movie team very famous and this let's i would like to make kind of competition that we'll play this piece at the beginning and maybe the audience will be able to guess what we played so this i will not introduce but we'll play by bach some compositions which were arranged by Kevin O'Neill, who is the member of our orchestra. We'll perform, our, we'll perform also two compositions by uh, Astro Piazzolla. His 100th anniversary is this year. His 100th anniversary of the birthday is passing this year. And I hope that we'll be able to make the premiere of our new video during this concert. Alec, what do you think? It will be possible? I think so. We all have the projector set up and everything. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, how many people are in, in the orchestra? Just so people have an idea of how big this uh, project is. Yeah, so there is eight person at this moment. So we have Galina Iclina, we have Tyler Belding, we have Vinicius Linares da Silva, Rodrigo Cesario Oliveira, Isabella Rychinska Sailor, Peter Zenker, and Kevin O'Neill, and me. So it's eight person, eight people, and we are going to play, especially for you, and only for you, on November the 6th. Yeah, that's great. And what, what other kind of projects do you guys have uh, on the horizon for the guitar orchestra? There are a few, because there are two compositions which are, one is already written for our band, this is Loon Lake, which is composed by Dale Cavana, the Canadian composer. And we will work on this now and we'll try to record this. And there is also one Polish guy, Wojtek Lipinski, who is just working on new composition for us. So we'll try to make this as well as my dream is to record the whole suite by um, Edvard Grieg. It will be Suite Bergind. And we made only recording of one part that in the whole of the Mountain King. And in July, we, in June, July, yes, in July, we made the video recording in Stanley Park. It was a very funny experience for us because there was this, uh, already the problem with coyotes. <laughs> right. So did you encounter coyotes while you're recording or setting up? <laughs> Not, but it's still half of the park was closed and the way where we, where we are trying to figure the places where we would like to record this so it was already you know some of them was impossible to get there but it was a funny situation because we were playing and suddenly the police on the horses came oh. <laughs> and we were you know really i was scared that they said what are you doing here and you know they stopped everything and it was funny because 
uh, they wanted to, they asked us to play the whole piece because they want to listen. So they was recording on their mobile, you know, sitting on the horses. It's incredible how tall these horses are, especially when you are sitting, you know, on the chair and, and you are playing. And suddenly the horses and the policeman was strange situation and very, very, very nice. It's awesome. So, there's some, uh, are there some like additions to the recording then, the audio track from the horses? Is there like some neighing or something or some, <laughs> like some really key moments? Yeah, I think we should use this exactly in this video because this video will be with kind of the story behind. It's not only that we are playing. Yeah, so we have a nice uh, director, Dogu Kashdolu from Turkish. I don't, I can't promise you I, uh, pronounced correctly, but Dogukan is okay. And he's now trying to figure all these shots. That means, you know, he was recording on the different devices. It was cameras, it was uh, mobiles, and he's trying to make the, he's coloring now this video. So I, I'm sure that on November 6th, it will be already ready. And we would like to make this Vancouver or world premiere, whatever, how we call this. We would like to play this piece uh, and to show directly in the same moment the video. That's awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. And also, you mentioned this uh, uh, piece that you're uh, working with Dale Kavanaugh. And I don't know if you're aware, but pre-COVID, we were actually uh, talking to Dale about having her in Vancouver as well. And uh, COVID kind of put a stop to those plans. But hopefully, uh, you know, in, in the near future, as things open up, we can resume that. And then maybe there will actually be a chance for the orchestra to work directly with Dale as well. I think that would be uh, interesting. It would so, be great. If you're listening to this, Dale, just wait. We'll be getting a hold of you, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I think we were already uh, talking at, at one point. Um, okay, outside of the orchestra, do you have any uh, things, uh, solo projects, or I know you play uh, duets with your husband as well. Maybe you can tell us a, a little bit of sort of uh, some of the work you do. Uh, in those domains? So, duo is one, one thing. We still try to record our CD. It's not easy, like always. There is problem with getting access to the hall. We make the, you know, timing and anything. So, we are first waiting for the composition for us. Now, we already have this composition and my husband is going for tourne to to Europe next month. So, again, it's prolonged everything. But, okay, this is one, one side of this, what we are doing. I'm also preparing for the solo concerts, which starts to be now, and I will play on March in for Toronto Guitar Society. So I'm very excited with this because I never played their solo concert. I played only concert with the orchestra. It was Tedesco Concerto in 2017, I think so. So it was nice experience to. It will be nice experience again to visit Toronto and to meet the people from from this area. And I know that it's very strong society there, and I'm very happy to play there. So I play, I think, two concerts in Toronto and somewhere else. I don't remember now where. So I'm working on a new program. I just recorded 24 preludes by uh, Manuel Ponce, and I would like to publish this soon on YouTube. Cool. And yeah, I'm trying to, to improve my skills as an editor, video and sound editor. So I'm doing mostly by myself. I have a nice person that means Jordan Nobles from the Canadian Music Center is recording and helping me with the making recording of my of audio and 
video also exactly, but I'm editing this by myself. So it's nice cooperation and I'm happy that I was able to meet a lot of great people here in Vancouver. That's mean you from the Guitar Society. And I'm very happy that also you decided to help at the beginning to, to work with the Vancouver Guitar Orchestra. Because the beginning was last summer when we were meeting in the patio <laughs> all together in, outside with masks and we are trying to play some composition. And we, I would like to thank to Buyar Lapai, the com conductor from the West Side Symphony Orchestra, who also was helping us at the beginning to, to make the balance, correct balance, and to find a solution how the Brandenburg Concerto will sound the best in our arrangement. So it was nice, nice time. Yeah, I, I think it's a, such a lovely project and I'm glad to hear that you're busy uh, with things outside of the orchestra as well. So definitely in like the show notes, I'll put some links to where uh, people listening or, or whatever can find uh, where you might have some concert listings or maybe like a link to your YouTube where they can see some videos that you post as well as like a link to the um, orchestra uh, uh, stuff as well. Um, yeah, Joel, did you have any questions you wanted to add as well? Well, I mean, I, I don't have any like anything specifically about the show. Um, but if we if we want to move on from that, I, I can always ask. Yeah, let, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, okay. You you mentioned that you're you're recording Ponce's preludes. I'm just curious. I, I always ask these kinds of questions because I maybe I'm just kind of a sadist, but why why did you pick these pieces uh, to record? What what was it about them that made you want to record them? Sorry if this is uh, one mm -hmm. of those hard questions you were asking me to avoid. <laughs> no, I, every time I would like to make the whole set for first of all. So I remember when I made the whole set of twelve studies by Villa Lobos. It was you know when you pick up one, it's you spin that is something challenging. You know, the first study, third or seven. But when you play them as a whole cycle, they they are really connected one to the another. Yes. So it's one is introduction to the other, let's say. And the same is with the Ponce. So it's very nice when you try to find this connection between the preludes that you are not pick up only, you know, the most famous, the the easiest or I don't know, the more challenging, and the rest you are throwing away. So I decided to make the whole cycle and to feel this, how it works when you play one by one and change all this key, which is very tricky. <laughs> suddenly when you have the sharps and you go to flats and suddenly oh, oh, the same fret and sounds a little bit different. And it's also <laughs> nice exercise for your brain. <laughs> I've been playing guitar for so long now and I still don't really know how flats keys are supposed to work. So. I'm I praise you for your diligence on that. So like um when uh, how I guess I want to ask like how many of these preludes had you learned before you decided to learn the whole cycle or did you just kind of decide one day oh, I'm going to learn 24 preludes that I've never touched any of and record them. No, I started to work at the beginning on 11 first so so I made them and then after when you come to this flat, I think, oh, uh, uh, better now. So I leave it. 
for one year. And then I come back again to this idea, why not to make this whole set if I already make that 12, for instance, yes? So okay. it was like that. So it wasn't that I wake up one morning and said, okay, I'm doing 24 playloads and taking the book. <laughs> But I remember I bought the score, the music in London when we were together with my uh, with my husband to see the Harry Potter Sacred Child or Cursed Child. I don't remember this theater. This oh, movie. is this one of these new ones? I haven't seen any of these. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this was in theater, only in London. Yes. So I remember we went there and we visited some shop and I found the you know the the music. I have this somewhere here. I think so. It was edited by Miguel Alcazar. And so it was three years ago or something, and I decided that it's nice addition. I wanna start to work on it. And then after one year ago, for instance, there is a, another one edition. I don't know if you heard about this, made by Tilman Hopstock, uh, with the fingerings and everything, and a little bit a little bit different than this one by Alcazar. But still, if we remember that preludes were composed in 1928 or something the same period of the the same time let's say of the um, studies by Villa Lobos mm. okay and Segovia decided only to choose 12 of them because he said that they are the best and they can work but still he transposed some of them into different key because with the flats doesn't work for him and then the first full edition was in 1981 made by Alcazar so that's mean this produce I waited 50 years for publishing. Nice. Yeah. And we didn't know the version before. Only we knew what Segovia recorded and only these two sets of uh, six and six produce which he performed. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty interesting when you sort of reflect on the fact of like how successful uh, Ponce has been like received as a, a composer on, on the guitar, I would say as well, right? Yes, and it's incredible for me that he accepted everything. That's mean. Uh, Segovia asked him, you know, please write for me some educational educational composition because he was thinking to use them as a in his guitar method. Segovia was going to to publish something like that, and he asked Ponce to compose these pieces. And when he received, he said they are too difficult for the children, so he can't use them. So you know, so I choose this one, and the rest, you know not good enough so please don't and Ponce accept everything yes and the next one was okay write for me something in romantic st style or in classical style right and Ponce was writing all these compositions Segovia was doing what he wanted to do with them publish or changing or saying that it's impossible to play and he needs to change something so strange situation for me that uh, such a composer accepted this yeah, well, everything, I mean, I, I don't, haven't read that much about Ponce, but everything I've read or heard about him, he seems like a, a very, like, humble uh, character. And so that just makes it such a more interesting juxtaposition against uh, Segovia, who has, like, the total opposite reputation. <laughs> yes. Wasn't there, sorry, I'm just, uh, wasn't there a break between Ponce and Segovia later on? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Because I know he was always very demanding with the composers that he worked with. And I know that he broke with somebody or somebody got sick of him, I think. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know who could be. <laughs> I know that Tedesco also had the problems, yes, and not only. But he helps a lot to Tedesco. 
But for instance, with Villa Lobos, it was, I think, the best compos uh, cooperation because Villa Lobos was able to play. And every time when Segovia complained that this is impossible, this is impossible. <laughs> so Villa Lobos took the guitar and showed him it's possible. Look, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> so it was nice. And also Villa Lobos, for instance, decided to publish the studies in 1928. He bring the whole manuscript to 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 Eschigede, to Eschiges, to in Paris, and he wanted to print this. And there was no name of Segovia that is dedicated to him. But there was, you know, a lot of problems, and the Second War broke up, and mm -hmm. also the he came back to to Brazil, and he was unable to travel, so disappeared this team of the publishing them. And after, because Segovia was already so famous, they decided that it should be dedicated to him again. Mm -hmm. So some composer wanted to do something on their own, let's say, but still Segovia was guru, having keeping the hands. Villa Lobos had enough of the, his own reputation, I think, too, that he probably didn't need um, Segovia's fame as much, I think. Like, he was more of a self-made man, I want to say, than like somebody like Ponce. I and think that. so, but still, he was mostly famous in his country. And mm -hmm. this is the problem with all this composer also. And I, I wrote quite a lot about the Villa Lobos, so it was also for him very difficult to get to get the scholarship to get you know to Paris to for studies. So for instance, uh, Rubinstein helped him. And it was also a very famous situation that he was speaking with the one owner of the Copacabana on the hotel on the Copacabana hmm. area. So it was I don't remember now the name of this uh, this uh, rich person, but he he said something like that. So dear Antonio, let's say, if you want that your name will be mentioned in history. You have to support this young guy who is, you know, great artist, composer, and it's the same like Beethoven and different, uh, different sponsors, let's say, of him. Yes. Yeah, like so, a patron. Yeah. Pied yeah. patron. Yes. So it's really nice that some that quite often the musician needs a help. Unfortunately, and even this time we already find this that. It looks like that if we don't give donation for the classical guitar society, it's problem. Yes, we have a problem. We are trying to achieve some grants or something, but still we need the the culture needs the support of the government. And this, for instance, we can find in 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 my country. I remember it was really great support, and still I I miss a little bit this from Poland, support of the culture and support of the uh, philharmonic orchestras and music schools. So this yeah, that, is nice. that was going to be like my last question to you. And then I guess, you know, I, I want to kind of keep these things a little bit short and sweet. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but just sort of uh, if you could maybe talk to uh, us a little bit about the, the difference you found in the, the reception or the what kind of role the guitar plays in, in life here in Vancouver. Uh, when compared to uh, Poland or other places in Europe uh, you've been? So here is totally different education system, music education system, which I grew up in Poland. So in Poland we have a public music school and when you pass the exam, any child can pass the exam if they want to play. So they already have the free access to the education, that means 
afternoon music school where you have the two hours, two 30 minutes or two 45 minutes per week lessons with your teacher. You have the ear training lessons twice per week. You have uh, the same choir three hours per week. So suddenly you got the 10 hours per week, almost music education extra, which you don't have to pay. You have access to the instrument. That's mean you can rent the instrument from the school, good guitars or violin or any instrument. So this is primary music schools, let's say, and you are, you can start their, your learning when you are six years old, finish when you are 12, and then you are passing exam if you want to continue to the secondary music school. Yes, and there you have another harmony, uh, history, music history, still ear training, ensembles. Hmm. And it's obligatory. You have this already still in your weekly schedule. Yes, you are passing the exams. Okay, then after this another, let's say six years, you are passing the entrance exam to the music academy, that's university level here. Yes, so for instance, there is huge background knowledge which you already have coming to the academic level. Many hours of chamber music, choirs, training, harmony, contrapoint. So there is a lot. And here what I find that it's mostly we have this 30 minutes with the students who doesn't have any background and who doesn't want, for instance, to make ear training. And this is very challenging for me. <laughs> yes, so, so I found this really strange, <laughs> and I'm and everything is uh, you know private. So everybody are paying. They want to save the money. They don't want to spend the money too much for the guitar because guitar. Ah, yes, they want to play few chords mostly. So they play on the acoustic guitars. When I speak about the classical, maybe let's change. We can sh make the shape. You know the sound work on this. This is for, for us in Poland, there is impossible to play on acoustic guitar, being in this kind of music school where we are working on Bach, Scarlatti and other, you know, compositor uh, works, uh, famous composers, it's impossible to play on acoustic guitar. Yes, there are private schools where you can do whatever you want. But in this government school, it's kind of the program, maybe not RCM program, but different programs. We are a lot of freedom still there. But it's, yeah, this is the main difference. And for instance, what I miss a lot, this is chamber music here. So I start to make the chamber music with my students. I have some of students from the same family. So I started like that because during the COVID, we can't to have, let's say, the mixed bands. It wasn't possible. But I also made the same with the Vancouver Guitar Orchestra that I start to make the project for the students dedicated especially for the students to give them opportunity to learn how how it is to play in the ensemble that you have yeah. to hear and you need to yeah you need to okay play correct notes in the correct time but still <laughs> you need to hear the others and there is idea that these two projects which already are that means there was spring breeze and now there is the dances from terpsichora renaissance dances that we will try to perform on december 6 i think so there will be the student concert so all the students who took part in this recording, and now I will be connecting this uh, Renaissance dances, they will be able to play together if they want. And this concert will be, I think, in one of the churches, yes? United Church, do you remember, maybe? Uh, um, it's the Lutheran Church um, yeah. near uh, 
can be Broadway station, basically. Yeah, okay. so if you have some students who would Spirit, like to Spirit join. Of life. Okay. Spirit of life. So this is what I miss, and I would like a little bit to make this idea, bring this idea here to Vancouver, to Canada, that it's very important to play chamber music, and it develops us a lot, and it's really nice pleasure to make this kind of music. Because none, none of us is a solist, will be a solist, but we should have this nice experience of sharing the music with between ourselves and with the audience, of course. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Come on gala concert organized by Vancouver Classic, Classic Vancouver Society. And yeah. of course, enjoy the performance of Luis Angel Medina, David Sosa, and Vancouver Guitar Orchestra. Okay, well, thank you very much. So everyone can find info on that concert at VancouverGuitar.org. And thanks again to uh, our lovely sponsors, Lockheed Engineering and RTU Power and Controls, and also to all of the VCGS uh, volunteers and donors. Uh, definitely, we can't make these events happen without you. And uh, thank you, Anna, for your time. And uh, looking forward to seeing you again in November. Thank you. All the best for you and see you.